This week on the Push Rollers podcast, we share our Instagram live about COVID training for the PTC. Connection on. We're now live. Woo! We're now live. All right. Um, Daniel Meek joining us. Um, obviously, welcome to Instagram Live. If people are going to start to jump in, we're also going to put this out as a. There we go. A few joined in. We're going to put this out as a podcast as well, um, as we're getting a load of people jumping in. Wait. <laughs> so yeah, once Daniel will invite on, if he decides to do that. There we go, get a few people joining on. Should we do that? Let's go live with Mr. Bicep. Wait for Daniel to accept. Let's get a few people. Where are you from? Who's coming on? Victoria Boast's on there. There we go. Shout out to some of our normal listeners, right? Daniel, you... I'm here. You right? You're there. Good. Wonderful, mate. Sorry, you're a bit quiet. Am I? Yeah, I'm all right, mate. Not too bad, you know. Busy day. <laughs> busy, busy day. Online client check-ins, but you know, so-so. That's what's happening, right? Um, yeah, well, we've got a few people from India, loads of other people. Everywhere, everywhere's joining in. Uh, my manager's actually just joined in. Hey, Joe. What's going on? <laughs> His beer's on already, right? Um, so we're going to go through... Well, welcome to PT Collective. This is on there, obviously, uh, our Instagram. Um Obviously, if you don't know Dan or you don't know myself, I'm the head of training for the PTC. Dan got me directly got me this job. Um, <laughs> he knows Luke very well. You've been on this podcast as well, right? And we're both um, yeah. just hijack. We're hijacking the PTC Instagram, and we're basically putting our own podcast stuff up. Um, so we yeah. both uh, if, just put that into Google. Um, <laughs> you'll be all right. Um, so we're going to go through, what's our topic? COVID training, right? But you've got the little mm. question marks in the um, the live thing. So that'll pop up on my feed. Obviously, Dan, you can't see them. Um, but we'll show it straight away on there. If people have got questions as we're going along or stuff they want to ask myself or Dan. Um, so if you want to give a little background of who you are, mate. Oh, who am I? Um, that's a boring question, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? I've got, I mean, well, boring answer to a to a question. Anyway, um, I am an online coach, and I've been an online coach for four years, maybe four years, maybe full time. Um, yeah, and I suppose with everything that's been going on, it's kind of like I've had a lot of questions about coaching and how you do it and how it's different. And it's funny because everyone always assumes that online coaching is like doing a zoom session with a client that's what people assume um and it's not it's like everything except that basically um so yeah my background i used to work in like professional football um used to be a sports scientist there and stuff and then decided that i wanted to help normal people um which is actually more rewarding believe it or not um so yeah that's me and i do my podcast with tom here uh, so we do a podcast that's all right to listen to i think Annette, probably most people say probably bearable better than other shit that's out there I that's probably more like it um and yeah and i also work um i also work with mike at biceps and banter that's where i do my online coaching with him and me and mike know luke very well and, and have been like say, on um on his podcast and stuff recently so yeah yeah mate well good so we're gonna we'll dive straight into our topics right um 
because we've got to talk about COVID online training for personal trainers, etc. What's happening right now? Um, and it's definitely mm. something we've been covering for the last. Well, we've been in lockdown for three weeks, so we've been probably doing it for about four. I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's about right. Um, so from like a nutrition point of view, um, what, have, what have your clients been experiencing and what kind of uh, trainers should be they start to implementing? But especially when you're not been going out as much, obviously activity levels have gone down, see what's going on there. Mm. Yeah, so a lot of people have had to like reduce their calories somewhat because they're not moving around as much. Um, but also as well, alongside that, people are noticing their hunger isn't as bad as a byproduct of that. So it's this whole thing about obviously with dieting it's calories in calories out everyone knows that hopefully everyone knows that um but ultimately that's where like when something like this happens people go oh it's not there is it because it's going to change now and it's like yeah because the calories out aspect has so many things to it so we basically had to kind of re-establish where clients maintenance calories are in basically and, and maintenance calories for a lot of them would be maybe what they were dieting previously um so we've had to kind of go back to the drawing board with a lot of them and kind of go right re establish your routine and your current habits and how you're eating and how you're now going to eat during the day so for example it's a lot easier for people to just eat three meals a day now whereas before they're up earlier get home later at night they want to eat more during the day potentially because they're doing more activity um so having to sort of re-establish that for that i suppose that routine has been has been key and trying to get people to um have some structure to their day because obviously at the moment it's kind of like no one really has that um or initially at the start they didn't and people were snacking a lot, picking a lot of food, all that sort of thing was going on. So having to sort of go over some of the ground rules around that really um, was quite useful because I think people do it out of boredom rather than necessity and hunger, which is what I think everyone's finding right now. It's like easy to just walk past the fridge and be like, oh, what's in there? Have a look. Um, oh, yeah, you can the kind of walk past the fridge and then kind of check it and put it back, check it again. Yeah. Yeah, and you're not had a food shop delivered, so you're like, well, what's the point of looking? Um, I, mean, I mean, we might as well cover this 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 topic straight out of the bat because it's only going to come up further down the line. But um, you you don't check whether your chocolate's in there, correct? You do check chocolate. <laughs> um, check. Yeah, in terms of like, and then in terms of home workouts and stuff, like it's been really interesting actually seeing a number of, let's say, my clients and how they're getting on with that and having to deal with each person individually alongside that because some people have been fine doing workouts at home they're really motivated others are just not so it's kind of trying to balance that out and go those that maybe are training a bit harder can again they would have more calories more food those that aren't would maybe do other things like go for walks get more steps in potentially things like that um and eat less food you know it's just it's just trying to work that out really i think it's been a few weeks of, of working that out and people getting in their routines but um obviously like the other thing as well we have to take into, into account with it all is that People's moods are up and down a lot more frequently than they were previously, um, which is one thing I've noticed, particularly this week, actually, is that people are having great days followed by really shit days, great days, shit days, and it's almost like all my clients have turned into women, but they haven't, which is weird. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately. I'm gonna get, I'm gonna, someone in the comments is going to get me for that. But, <laughs> uh, but it, yeah, it's, I can, like, I concur, because, I, I, see, I haven't really, like, moved many of, I've moved most of my clients online, but you're keeping up with them. You're probably keeping up with them a lot more than I am because they're generally one-to-one. Um, but even like speaking personally, um, the ups and downs are like massive from like day to day, isn't it? It's, it's just super strange. Even though you're super confined, you're kind of playing with your own space in your head. And you're like, oh, I want to get out again. Mm. But super weird. Yeah. So with, so with that as well, like I've had to, um, like a lot of my clients are very, um, they're quite strict and they're usually pretty good at dealing with Right, day to day, this is what calories are my macros. They kind of like a routine and they know exactly where they're at. And actually, 
because of that um, and because of, you know, the fact that people are having that, that up and down in their mood and stuff with their, with their calorie, with their um, emotions, as it were, is that people often, because of that, will then need, I suppose, flexibility within their food because some people will eat more when they feel down or they feel happy or whatever it is. So I've kind of tried to, with a lot of clients that are struggling with that, is give them like ranges in calories rather than giving them exact things. So being as flexible as a situation is, because obviously that day-to-day people are going to struggle with keeping to the same thing every day because things are going to piss them off or annoy them or make them happy or whatever it is. And I think it's important that they have flexibility. And as a coach, it's important to know that. Um, they, they might need that a little bit more and to give them the power to have that flexibility within their week and still get results. Um and also at the moment, I think it's having that fine line between, I think that with coaching anyway, there's always a fine line between putting an arm around the shoulder and giving a kick up the arse. And I feel that at the moment I'm doing a lot more putting the arm around the shoulder and kicking up the arse because it's like, it's just a bit, it's just a time where people are just a little bit more, um, I suppose, sensitive to like the fact that things aren't normal, quote unquote normal. Is there anything ever normal? Um one of my clients wants to move to Mike's. So that's great. He can go. It's fine. Sam's. <laughs> um, yeah, like I just think it's again. As I think it's it's your value as a coach comes into play because you're having to be flexible with the situation and move things around, uh, and actually listen to your clients and listen to people um, rather than just give them all the same piece of shit that a lot of other trainers do. Um, you know, I think it's important to make sure that that's that's thought about. I mean, yeah, that's what the person we, we said on the the live before. I'm sure it's been echoed by like Jamie Alderson as we gone through. It's like being the uh, being the personal side of that personal trainer is the is probably the biggest thing right now because we're. I mean, we're going to go into it. We got asked a question about the what the limitations of the home workouts and some of the crap that we've. I'm gonna use the word crap here. Yeah, the crap that we've seen out there um, that we discussed last week, Luke, that people were putting out, but you kind of confined. But the personal side is the arm around the shoulder, making sure they're okay, that they're then I just get through this, get through some of the hard times and just hard times kind of to do with the fitness and nutrition stuff because obviously that's taken a backseat, really. I mean, it's maybe something they can focus on for some people who have just gone balls to the wall and they're working out every single day and you're like, oh, great, you're going to make amazing progress right now. It's actually, well, it's keeping them sane. Um, but yeah, it's interesting. I think I think it's it's also comes down to remembering that there's there's always positives to take out of everything i think that the way i've described it to some clients who are maybe at maintenance calories they're not really training that much is to go yeah but if you weren't paying attention to what you're doing you'd be gaining a kilo a week and you come out of this stone heavier so even if you come out of it the same weight you went in that's progress like that's a good thing and people are so obsessed with seeing the scale go down or they're so obsessed with you know putting on loads of muscle they don't see the benefit at the moment they're not seeing the benefit of staying as you are because ordinarily you would be gaining weight at this rate if you're staying here that's progress and people can't people are finding it hard to see that and the same with the home workouts like i'll be the first to admit i've barely done any home workouts because i don't i'm not motivated to do it but i can find that for me i can easily control my calories hit my protein intake and not gain ridiculous amounts of weight i'm the same weight now as i was when i came into this so it's like i'm not finding it difficult and some people would kind of use the home workouts as a way going well i can eat more calories to do that so therefore i'm going to do it or whatever they decide um like i'm not going to take up running to try and eat more calories it's not going to happen <laughs> doing it. Running is the um, worst. i mean we, we talked about this like on the one the yeah. show right and i've been for i don't know two three runs no oh it's so bad 
I am in absolute yeah. tatters. It's yeah. just awful, awful, awful thing to do. <laughs> I think it's that whole thing of like people beat themselves up because then they believe they're not seeing progress. And I have to keep reminding people, you don't know that because you don't know what you'd be doing if we weren't working, like we weren't doing this. If you if we were working together and you'd see your weight spike up and you'd be reaching for the chocolate all the time from the fridge, you'd be, you know, diving into crisps You because you won't have that accountability. You would just go off the rails with things. And it's trying to remember that sometimes and remember that it's sometimes just as good to maintain as it is to lose or to make progress or whatever it is. And, and often progress can be misconstrued as has to be weight loss or has to be strength going up. They're the kind of two things yeah. we talk about the most. People people look at progress as linear, don't they? I think we've had lots of, and for example, when, when we're, so let's dive into the home workout stuff as well, because I'm sure you've been having to scale for, I'm assuming most of your guys have access to a gym normally, or maybe they do something like running or blah, 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 all that kind of stuff. But you're having to scale the progress using your home workout there, but the periodization, forget that if I'm really honest. Mm. Um, speaking as a head of training for third space and for PTC, I'm going to be like, actually, we're just going to try and maintain. Pick what you want to do and maintain. If it's a strength goal, hypertrophy goal, or anything like that, then yeah, just maintain. Mm. You've done an incredible job. If you've got equipment, then you're in the top like 10% of people that've got equipment to use. Therefore, use it to your advantage and use your coach. Or if you are a coach, use your like I don't know, dip into your bag of tricks to find what you can do. Um, but what mm. would you talk about? Kind of how would you outlay? periodization or the overload if you're looking for progressive overload in home workouts what are you trying to do with your clients right now so i mean the straightforward things is that there's the generic stuff that you would look at anyway which is sets and reps and things like that some people um a lot of my clients actually say the home workouts are quite difficult and quite quite challenging and so they should be like i think there's a i think there's that, that, just, uh, that it's how easy your programming is not <laughs> maybe yeah. um but no i think it's, it's but like, again it comes that also comes down to i think one of the limitations of online coaching is that you give your client a program to do and they increase the weight or they get better and stuff and you're like oh like, everything's going great and then you're like right can i see a video of that and then you're like actually your form needs working on and, and so, so i think there's also that element to it as well but it's that a, you know a bulgarian split squat for 15 reps shouldn't really be easy like even body weight, it shouldn't really be that easy to do. Like it's going to tax you to some degree. And I think it sometimes highlights um, issues in people's form when you hold, you know, you throw in like a, an isometric hold for two seconds at the bottom of a movement. All of a sudden they're like, oh, actually, that's a lot harder. Um, and you get people working on their mobility and their range and stuff like that. So home workouts have been have been good to to introduce, I think, for, for, for some people. Um, but other other ways to, um, as um someone just put in the comments there like tempo is a great thing so slowing things down completely has been um has been one thing that i've utilized obviously you're going to look at reducing rest times because the load isn't as, as as much as it is in the gym um but a lot of my clients have found them quite difficult and found found home workouts still as challenging because of that you can still use bands i think some people have got i wouldn't ever advocate use of a frying pan but um bands <laughs> are certainly uh, the ones or something to use whoa, 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 whoa. Um, circle back to that well who's using frying pans have you not seen it online? There's people on Instagram selling workout plans, like Instagram influencers selling workout plans, and she's like doing a kettlebell swing with like a frying pan. Like, are they really? Like, like, yeah, no mate, just get out more. Instagram <laughs> more. Um, um, yeah, like, and she's there doing like flies with like frying pans, you know, like lying down on the floor. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so, you know, it's like, <laughs> I've also taken it from has a point of view of a lot of clients. Has she taken the time to go and weigh them? 
so she knows what has she has she set out her weekly plan of like i'm gonna use this big one one frying pan beside yeah (laughs) and then it's like have two or order more or use the slightly bigger one then she puts then she puts then she puts her dinner in it and then she just curls of course yeah yeah. that's that's ridiculous Um, (laughs) that's but that's but that's the thing is like you know things like this like bring out that side in people like it's to me and you it is it's stupid it's stu- of course it is but there's probably people out there buying it because they've panicked and they've gone oh my god i need a workout plan to do from home and the oh, biggest yeah. misconception that i think the whole the whole home workouts thing has brought around is that it's not called weight training it's called resistance training how you add resistance to like your body or it can be done in a in in a multitude of ways like there's so many ways to do it and like I had someone the other day, one of my clients, and she had like these plate, these like small plates. And she was like, I can't fit any more on the, the dumbbell holder that I've got. Um, but I've got loads more plates lying around. And she was doing Bulgarians. And I was like, have you got a backpack? Like, why do you have <laughs> a dumbbell? Like, do you know, because people are so like single-minded. Like, it's barbell, it dumbbell, dumbbell. like, it has to be. Yeah, it has to be done that way. And I was just like, mm. So, yeah, it's just little things like that. You just have to, to be creative. But at the same time, I think it's... All you have to do is yeah, like, I mean, how are you, for that example, Bulgarian split squat, anyway, it's a general rule. I, I basically, as much load as you can hold here anteriorly before you can drop it down here anyway. So as long as you can hold your butt back, I don't know, as many plates in her arms as possible, have a little bag, put it in a carrier bag. Mm. Would that not do the same thing? It's yeah. like a kettlebell then. I mean, well, exactly, yeah. And, and I think I think there's also the there's also the... The people, the reason people are getting so caught up with workouts is that they're saying, "Oh, there's no variation." They're like, "Oh, I don't have um, access to all these other things. I can only do these amounts of movements." Like, say Bulgarians, right? It's a great example. If you've got enough weight at home, it's like if you did Bulgarians for 16 weeks in a row and you gradually did more reps and more sets and stronger, you're going to get better legs. Like, you don't, you can do oh, 10 sets in a day. Yeah, yeah. Like, you don't have to. You don't have to like do three sets of Bulgarians and then go right. I've got to do normal squats or I've got to do lunges like no you can just do the same exercise if it's hitting the muscle groups it needs to hit just do 10 sets in, in a leg day and I think people are, are trying to get caught up in in my gym program at home needs to look like my gym program at the gym and it's like no it doesn't if you find an exercise that you can do and you can load you know you can use your partner you can use the weights that you have got just do the same movement for 12 weeks and guess what you're going to get stronger at it like it's as simple as that in the gym you do the same thing um but because it's not a barbell it's not on your back people are like oh there's no point squatting there's no point doing legs it's like i mean Gary what, what, what if the frying pan weighed eight kilos then you're, you're down for eight, eight, eight <laughs> kilos absolutely fine and i also thought that said yeah, uh, I'd, love to, yeah. I'd love to see you flip i'd love to see you flip a pancake with an eight kilo frying pan. <laughs> and then hit frosting the coach i think that was the uh, i think when we started doing this i said yeah you can just deadlift your couch i was like just keep picking that up like as long as it all looks alright. Bumstead did it. Do you know like, Mr. Well, he, was he was he uh, the classic bodybuilder, Mr. Olympia, Chris yeah, Bumstead. Yeah. He's there in his um in his living room doing the the with the bench press with the sofa. And I'm like, but to him, that's like me. That's like me bench pressing his kind of Pepsi. It's like well, it's not going to do anything, mate, unless you put. <laughs> you know, like yeah. um, you'd be better off doing a press up. You probably weigh more. You weigh more than the couch. You know, when you're kind of looking at it, like, come on, yeah. like, but people doing it because it's on Instagram. It looks good. It's like the press up do press-ups for your chest right if you do 200 press-ups every other day your chest is not going to get smaller it's just not going to happen 
Like, and people are just losing their minds about like working so out if we, from home. If we look at, if we look at like, we can break that down as well because we can, we can. Look, I think the top two exercises that anybody's on a program right now are going to be. We said it a million times: Bulgarian split squats or rear foot elevated split squats. If you're able to do them, and by all means, it's going to be place your hand on something whilst you're doing it. Like use a, I don't know, a pole or the wall or whatever and slow the tempo down. Because we talk about kind of what we've got. Like we're going to change, like, the, we're turning it into a balance kind of thing. So you're trying to take away from muscle group and you're identifying that. So actually, if you're thinking from an aesthetic point of view, just going to drive straight down. we just got to put the point of contact. We're big into that. But you take those and press-ups. I think if you knock out 15 to 20 press-ups in a set and 15 to 20 Bulgarian split squats in a set every single time, I'd be pretty happy that as your coach. Yeah, and, and and that's the thing is like the the thing that's frustrating sometimes as a coach and coaching clients through this time is they want variety, they want something different because they get bored yeah. on this. Whereas I know in my head, if my client had a pull up bar and just did pull ups, press ups, and Bulgarian squats like every day for the next twelve weeks, I know they're going to retain all the muscle that they probably got like pretty much within reason. Um, and I think that it's kind of like. That, but people don't want to hear that because it's boring and I get that I understand it but that's the reality of the situation is to maintain muscle that's all you need to do um, but it's trying to please your clients as well to a degree and go right well this is something you can do this is something different this is something different so that they feel like well I'm getting you know I'm getting something out of this or the variety is, is useful and stuff like that but the reality of it, of it is it, it's very very simple process it's just trying to get your clients to believe that and understand it and all that sort of stuff but um, there's, there's just so much you can you can do and and I think that you don't have to go on Instagram to find it. You can do like I've I've also shown so the equivalent to press ups for the for rows would be doing a table row. So if you've got a strong enough table or a desk, you can just do rows up to a desk. And it's yeah, it's simple. Like no one wants to hear it, but um you could just do <laughs> like I said loads and loads of them. Like loads 100%. of them it could be fine. Yeah, um, um, and, and like and like, there's a comment there about mechanical drop sets. Again, you can do things like that. You can do Bulgarians, and you can make it into a deficit. You can add a, a, like a big book that you don't read, <laughs> stand on that, and all of a sudden you've got even for you know it's it's not sexy and it's not like a weight and it's not as it's not as easy to quantify your progress, but it's progress. Like it is progress. Yeah, um, and that's that's kind of missing the forest for the trees right now, especially when we don't have the stuff that we can progress. We ju- we're just going to try and keep hold of yeah reps sets and possibly your body weight and that's all all as coaches we're possibly going to be tracking right now especially for your clients and you've got to scale it back as well we we i said last week when we we're, were just kind of cranking this um probably people started to write their home workouts for their coaches in the last couple of weeks and as they're seeing they should have done like some sort of movement quality assessment because we were talking about maybe switch goals and then suddenly this is a blessing in disguise for you're going to get better range of motion across the board for all of your your movements which is going to be way better down the in in the long run because people are going to have movement quality which is fundamentally lacking across the board in in fitness sets so even from trainers it might be a case to to look at ourselves and be like can we get better at some of these movements can we know so i did a handstand class on instagram live yesterday never done handstand in my life super hard like, I'm going to just see what's about. I wish I could have watched that. <laughs> <laughs> One of your clients saw uh, that I, I came into the uh, Instagram live. She was like, I'm joined by what? <laughs> oh, brilliant. That's amazing. <laughs> but, um, yeah, you know, it's, it's just a funny one. Like, I, we talked about it on the podcast. Um, I'm, a firm, I'm a firm believer that 
range of motion is the one of the most un, underutilized things on Instagram like that I see in anyone. I posted about it yesterday on Instagram, talk about it a lot and, and we talked about it and said if you were to take two twins who train with an adequate range of motion but not a good one or a great one and you were to take one right now for 12 weeks just do pure mobility work do no weights just mobility body weight movements and you let the other one carry on as they were in the gym with all the weights they were lifting I would hypothesize in 18 months time that person who would now train through a full range of motion or a better range of motion would have better progress than the person who was at the gym for those 12 weeks and then the 18 months afterwards as well they would have better they'd have a better physique and better strength and better progress in general so people are looking at the short term oh i can't get to a gym i'm going to lose all my progress and aren't looking at the possibility of going how can i improve all these things so that when i come out of this i have a really strong core and my range of motion is absolutely unbelievable i've got no shoulder pain anymore no hip pain and i can move properly and in a year's time you can have a better physique than you did or would have done if you were still training the way you were you know now um but people can't see that. It's easy as a coach to sit there and say that because it's obvious to me and you. But I think it's very hard for people to see that and just they just think about in eight weeks' time if they're going to go on holiday, what they're going to look like. And it's like, it depends on what your goals are and where you want to get to. But ultimately, I think for a lot of a lot of people, mobility is so underplayed and range of motion is so underplayed and it's now's a great time to learn to do the splits, for example. <laughs> like, if you really want to... I want to see that. Uh, um, deal, deal, you know, do it. <laughs> But it's that sort of thing that like, and then you go on, and then you go on Instagram. This is what I posted about yesterday on Instagram. You post, you go on Instagram, and you see all these people giving out their home workout plans, their home workout advice, saying, "Yeah, join my home workout plan for thirty quid." And I will see them doing a squat or a Bulgarian squat, and it's like a quarter squat. I'm like, "What are you doing? Like, you've got no weight, you've got no excuse to not go full range." Like, come on, uh, it's just shocking some of the stuff you see. And these people are like supposed to be qualified. Um, obviously haven't been through the PTC um, and just don't really know what they're doing. And it's kind of like, it's kind of scary to see. But um, to me, again, to me and you, it's obvious. But to other people, they're like, oh, yeah, that's fine. I'll just copy them and then I'll look like them. It's like, no, they've got great genetics. Like They look like that despite in spite of how they train. Despite like, they look what they're training. They do, they do that kind of training 24-7. They look that good. Imagine if they looked yeah. they look incredible if they were doing some decent training. But... It's yeah. interesting, mate. Um, yeah, I mean, we, we should we dive into? Well, we can cover some of these questions that people put in, in the the chat, and not into the little question icon, which would be better. But <laughs> should we scroll up a little bit? So, can we go over isometric, isometronic? I'm, I'm going to guess that's isometric exercises. I'm not. I'm not on. Yeah, well, too you're, sure. you're better at me at covering this, mate. Uh, well, but I don't know what iso isometronic means. I think you do know what I'm going to go. I'm going to go isometric. Um, I'm just going to. Um, <laughs> but isometrics, yeah. I mean, we, we talked about this as probably one of the, the least sexy things to do, but probably the best, almost the best thing to do to retain some sort of muscle and strength. So you've got overcoming isometrics and yielding isometrics, which are the two two big right. ones. Um, so I think the yielding ones are people who really know what they are um uh, so that, that's going to be like the pulse work people more traditionally do so you've got to kind of keep something under tension so if you're doing a traditional plank exercise you're yielding right um so <laughs> tom's what is hairline is distracted <laughs> brilliant all right <laughs> We put off in the comments. We don't normally get this during the during live of the podcast. Do we? No, we don't. 
each other's faces just to, just to laugh at. Um, but yeah, if you go through yielding, it's just going to be just like a plank position because we've got to give ourselves um, basically our body weight is going to be our weight and we're keeping a load from going against eccentric forces. So we with the downward phase of a lift. So if I'm holding a bench press, I'm going to hold it. If I'm going from there to here, that's my yielding. I'm keeping it there because I can overcome well, it. With an that's not there. range either. That's that's, that's half range, range. I remember. No, we can keep it here though, but most people are just yeah. touching to their chest, right? Yeah. So that's the yielding effect. Um, it's probably that's going to be putting on. I don't know. It's basically it's kind of force overload. It acts to the performance. It's going to be controlled, all that kind of stuff, and you can kind of, kind of put it into like I don't know. I would use that if you're having a bit of a I don't know. A plateau in a lift or a deadlift, for example, you pause or a bench press, you're struggling to get off your chest. I know for what is it? We're going to replay this on. We probably spent about, I don't know, five years talking about this on the podcast that, that I struggled to lift 100 kilos for a very long time on uh, <laughs> on a bench press. Didn't I, Daniel? Um, mm. But I blast past it now. And uh, yeah, but I had to, I scaled back and did a load of what was B tiny isometric contractions to uh, kind of do pause work on my chest and like all right i'm gonna do 90 kilo pauses i can bench my 90 kilos but i'm gonna pause and all this kind of stuff and then you've got the overcoming which is i think is the far more sexy one um i would think that because but it's not you know, done as much. it's not in in traditional sense it's, it's not, not done as much i think mean, we we made a post about it check about the three of third or fourth post on the PTC account. I did one on my account as well. Um, and that's the one where you're holding a position and you're going to concentrately push or pull against an immovable force. So if I'm going to try and push my house, I cannot push my house, but I'm going to put all my ounce of my effort into pushing my house. Um, so you get what I mean, right? That's not going to move, but I can use all the muscles to try and make that move. And they're just going to be isometrically contracting because they're not going through their concentric or eccentric ranges. So you've just got that. Um, and that is probably used, if we see it in a performance benefit, it's probably going to be used for kind of tendon health, all that kind of stuff. So we've got a load of MSK, so musculoskeletal health, um, and to produce enough power. So you're going to kind of proprocept some muscle tissue to be able to burst out and be more explosive. It's generally done by strength and kind of power athletes. You probably see some guys, if they're going up to a big lift or the guys that are doing like uh, in the combine, I might make them do some of these like deadlift, like rack pull deadlift things. So they pull against the bottom of the rack and then they explode out. It's like coiling a spring. I'm going to hold it there, hold it there, hold it there, hold it there, and then then explode away. So I would, if I wanted a performance benefit, I'd do those. If I want the other one, I do the other. I think that covers isometric contractions. Yeah. <laughs> Most people like won't have tried the the ones that Tom's talking about. The like I said, the overcoming ones. Like they won't have, have done much much of that um, sort of stuff. So yeah, it's just it's. But ultimately, what it comes down to when it comes to training is you're just trying to create tension in a muscle that's going to keep your muscle tissue basically. And that's what we're trying to get across to clients at the moment is that 
it doesn't matter if you train for an hour a day, two hours a day, or 20 minutes or 15 minutes. It's more about over the week, how does everything look? Are you hitting the muscle groups? Is there enough um, tension in the muscle? Is there enough movement for a full range that it's going to stick around? Because a lot of the, the research into muscle wastage is done on people that are just lying in bed. And we're not lying in bed. We can still move. We're still walking. We're still putting some sort of resistance through our bodies. Um, so it's trying to remember not to worry about... Oh, I'm going to lose all my gains and just do what you can. And remember that actually to keep your muscle tissue, there's quite a minimal amount of work required. Yes, you're going to get weaker. Your strength is going to go down. Your nervous system isn't going to be as, as good as it was. And your muscles aren't going to feel as great as they were. But they, the chance of you actually losing muscle tissue is pretty slim, especially if you're eating enough protein and enough calories as well. Like this is the thing we're trying to get across to people at this time is like it's really not a huge concern when you actually look at the science and know actually what it takes to keep it um it's just that as the constant conversation i'm with clients at the moment is like i know i'm not gonna be as strong as i was it's like doesn't mean you've lost muscle doesn't mean that because strength is a nervous system thing more as much as it is a muscle thing so just trying to remember that here we go we've got the answer isometronics then this lad knows a little bit more about me and the terminology but i think it's what we explained so hats off to you <laughs> uh, Dan, you explained a little bit something uh, on a previous show uh, about people right now, you are manipulating their macros slightly to do with fats and carbohydrates. I think that might be of a little bit more of an interest as well. Um, yeah, so basically, I tend to take quite a high carbohydrate approach with a lot of clients, even if they're trying to lose body weight. Um, because carbs don't make you fat, number one. Uh, and number two, because they tend, to, people tend to prefer them, but also you get a lot more fiber, um, additional nutrients in it, that kind of thing as well in the diet. So there's a reasons for it, as well as training performance and training intensity and things like that. Um, and when people are more active and, and moving around more, doing more steps, um, they're going to obviously utilize more of those carbohydrates over the course of the day. And what I was finding with a lot of people was they were having their same breakfast that they were having previously, where it's sort of a slightly higher carb breakfast and lunch. Uh, and then finding that they were getting hungry quite soon after having that, but yet they knew the amount of calories they had. They were like, actually, I shouldn't be hungry. This is weird. And basically, because they weren't having as much fat in those meals, that their blood sugar was kind of going up and coming back down again, and they're probably getting the rebound effect of that blood sugar that's going to cause them to feel a little bit hungry or reach for something. Um, because obviously, they're not distracted by work as much. They're sat home by the kitchen, and they're kind of thinking more about food as well. So all these things play into them probably thinking a little bit more about food and feeling like they want something to eat. And switching those meals to higher fat, lower carb approaches at breakfast and lunch meant people tend to notice they had less cravings during the day for snacks or for something that was going to boost their energy because they felt like with the carbs the energy was kind of going up and then coming down again whereas with fats it takes a little bit more of a, a smoother approach over the course of the morning I suppose um, smooth you off as one of our favorite youtubers says not technically <laughs> true but it's um, it just it just means that the blood sugar rises a little bit um, a little bit slower and it can lead to people feeling like they want to snack less um during breakfast and lunch but keeping calories the same that is as well so that's not adjusting calories anyway it's just kind of going look take some carbs out put some fats in um and people have found that that's helped with their want and need to snack um over the, the sort of the few weeks and just remembering that people don't need such high amounts of carbohydrates at the moment because they're not moving around as much their training intensity isn't as hard they're not lifting as heavy weights they're not needing to recover from those heavy training sessions as much um, so just the need for it's just a little bit lower potentially. And when I say high, I'm talking like I've got some clients who've been on four, five hundred grams a day who are now on like 200, 250. So it's not like 
you know 50 grams of carbs a day or something stupid it's still bringing it down but it's just remembering to think about those sorts of things it's true four four to five hundred grams of carbs a day is heavy yeah it is heavy isn't it it is heavy um but it just depends on goals it depends on you know preferences as well that sort of there's stuff. a lad who's definitely four to five hundred grams of carbohydrates in one day i'd go triple that I can't Clark. believe what John's doing. I can't believe it. Like he's just such an endurance bunny now. He's like the Jurassic like on his bike. <laughs> I liked it when it. he was. I, I liked it when it. he was. He was injured all the time. Like three years ago, he was just every other week <laughs> speak to him. He'd just be like, oh no, I, just, I try to deadlift and then I'm injured again. Oh, so. <laughs> no, I think he's done, he did his bicep that long ago. So he did, yeah. his, he did his bicep just yeah, lifted a lifted a watt bike into another gym that he's bought in Worcester. If you want to if you want to go to a gym in Worcester, get get in contact with the Bending Barber. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you want to see if you want to see if you want to see how to um, how to work out in a gym or how to be a trainer in a gym, go follow Fit Three Sixty. They're always John's always expanding. He's always offering job roles. If you ever want a job, <laughs> go into that. It's a great place to work. Um, in a day, no, like, I think. It, <laughs> yeah, in a day with applications now. Um, <laughs> so remembering that the other thing as well is. Um, is that protein at this time is obviously really important. So people, again, another thing is that people have found is that because they're not weight training, they're like, well, I don't need my protein shake or I'm not going to have my shake. I'm not going to have as much protein. And it's like protein has more function than just building muscle. Like it's your immune system for one right now, which you might want to think about potentially. Um, But also from a hunger point of view and satiety, like you need decent amounts of protein. So don't think that you don't need much protein now, like your protein levels wouldn't really change because you're doing home workouts, for example. It shouldn't be that way. So still keep that as high as you can. Um, and still, again, think about the frequency at which you're eating it and spread it over the day as well. Uh, and, and even more reason for your clients to be on that now and to get into a good habit of doing that because they have the time to. Like They can't be like, oh, I forgot or I missed it. They can get into a good habit now of getting protein in every sort of four to five hours if their goal is to make sure they maintain as much muscle tissue as possible. They can now do that. Um, but yeah, so I just there's, there's loads of things going on, but it's, it's important to remember that all this stuff is so individual. Some of my clients right now are so busy and stressed that I'm like, just hit your protein goal like literally like that's it so i'm saying all this stuff this is all ideal and i think it's it's worth trying to remember that you're trying to coach the individual and all my clients are all doing something completely different pretty much 100 should we should we dive into more q a because we've got a few questions that are racking onto there so um i think laura davis listens to our podcast unfortunately she's actually found us on this instagram live um (laughs) so what will you be approached she's already thinking coming out of this that's positive thinking what will your approach be? 2021. <laughs> when your approach to uh, gyms reopen in terms of training. Oh, we were talking about this whilst I was walking around with um, Clay today. I was like, 100%. I don't know what a lot of gyms are going to do. I feel like they're going to open gyms on just for PT basis. So it's limiting the number of people. Yeah. I feel like that's the smart thing to do. Because even if you're a commercial gym, I feel like, that's, that's got to happen because they're, they're going to be the, the big spenders of the gym, blah, 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 all this, you know, providing space. And you'll be able to liaise with the trainers being able to get back in and we'll all just take a certain section. Or maybe this might be the start of something amazing where people will have a flow to a gym, um, which should really happen anyway. So this is this is the zone you move through and it should flow through so you never kind of cross back. In, if you're a gym, I'm sure John Clark's done this in Worcester where you go to an area and you probably never go back to that area after using it into your next bit of your session. So you do your stretching and mobility and then you do your movement prep and then you do your main circuit and then you do your next circuit and then you do your prowler work and then suddenly it's a flow of gym. But never mind, it's also a start to people, any gym-based, uh, gym-based, gym manager, 
could reorganise their floor like that would be it'd be easy. Um, is that a fave podcast? Wow, there are plenty of others out there. Jesus, Lauren. <laughs> yeah, that's, you, you must listen to just one. You just must listen to one yeah, podcast. It's, 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 it's clearly the uh, the app store isn't like it's it's, it's not refreshing. Um, <laughs> what will our approach be when we reopen? I've, what will be your approach for your clients? Because our approach for training will be very similar. Um, I'm sure we will probably will either not do training in the gym, which is generally what happens anyway, um, and like we are not training at home. So what will our clients be doing? Yeah, I was about to say, for me, I'm just doing the same thing as I was doing before, so that's fine. Um, <laughs> just, <laughs> in terms of um, in terms of clients, like there's gonna be there's gonna be a desire to rush back into doing what they were doing previously, um, and I think again for me, my clients is gonna be a really good opportunity to kind of go back to basics a little bit, and I'm probably gonna make sure that they go less frequently than they would have done previously. So if someone was going five times a week, I'm probably gonna get them to go four. Someone was going four, probably three. Um, and I'll certainly start off with a little bit less barbell work, like heavy deadlifts, heavy squats, because there's just no point at that. At the point where they're going to be out, there's no need to do it. I'm going to go to go, right, goblet squats, Bulgarians, things they've been doing at home, thing movements they've moved. So all, all you're going to do is you're going to keep the same movements, but replace the flying, frying pan with a dumbbell, correct? Well, probably actually just a heavier frying pan. I'll get them oh, to, right, okay. to the gym. Yeah. Yes, that's yeah, good. Yeah. You, don't, you don't want to do yeah. it too, um, the environmental factors are going to change and then yeah. we'll change the equipment. Yeah. Correct. Um, <laughs> but I, th- I think I think it's it's about going back to, to complete basics for, for a lot of people. Um, but also remembering that people are going to want to get back into have that feeling of being in the gym and stuff. But those first two weeks, there's going to be a lot of doms flying around, like oh, a lot absolutely. of doms. And there's and there's nothing that you're gonna get out of trying to barbell back squat, you know, what your one rep max in the first week. There's nothing you're gonna get that you doing that that you wouldn't get doing fifty percent. It's just like it's just there's no point. You need to just like groove that movement again. Um, so certainly for me, it won't be hugely different to what they've been doing at home in terms of the movements. It'll just be then about adding weight to it. And then from those first few weeks going, right, now go back towards a plan you've been on previously, for example. So there'll be an interim period for maybe two four, two to four weeks where their program will look similar in terms of it probably be full body or upper lower rather than like a push day with loads of chest, for example, or something like that. Because they just won't need it and they won't recover from it that, that quickly in the first few weeks that I would... Um, I'll be doing something similar to what they've been doing. And it's going to be unknowing as well in my head that they're probably going to want to do more anyway. So why not program for them what they need? And then they're probably going to go, oh, I want to do some arms as well while I'm here. Yeah, or I want to do a bit of chest. Knowing they're going to do that anyway because they love being back in the gym. It's like a certain amount of like minimum. junk volume that they're just going to walk past like the, probably the fives in our cases. And you just can't resist to do a couple of hammer cuts. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be, yeah, it's just going to be a case of that. I'm going to do it every time I'm climbing. Um, but yeah, I'm going to do a very similar thing. I mean, I don't think... I'm just going to scale it back and probably it's just going to be lots of lots of stuff. I'll probably keep them on the same plan, um, but just add a little bit of load on for the first couple of weeks, the same plan that they've been doing. It's obviously been a limited plan, a scale back plan, but the way I program, it's not going to change that much. Um, and with, yeah, again, maybe I'll use a trap bar. Maybe it's going to be light. It's going to be something like that. I'm still going to do a lot of plyo work. That's going to be the biggest thing that I'm going to start to introduce it will be soft plyometric work for, Basically, we can do another talk about that, but like nearly all of my athletes, everyday athletes, just general pop, will do some sort of soft plyometric. 
um, but that's under my eyes and not theirs. So that would be my plan as they start to re-enter the gym. It's going to be a softly, softly approach and realize that 100% my one-to-one clients have not been training as hard right now as they would do with me. So even if I just did the workout that I gave them for the last six weeks, if I do it with them, it's going to be harder because I'm going to be, yeah, that's going to happen. So I I might just do a little, oh, we're just going to do a little check to see what you have been doing for the last uh, six weeks without me. Um, so I would use that as a, a, maybe you get the week free of like basically clients and you realize that that's going to be your testing week and you, you do some basic like body weight assessments and that kind of stuff for the first 20 to 30 minutes of their, their workouts. And then you base it off that and off you go. That's as I'd start to look at. Um, but be interesting. <laughs> the first exercise that will be hundred percent done. The exercise will yeah, be kick back straight in, straight in there. Yeah. Straight in. Yeah. I mean, I mean, yeah. Bob, you're forgetting the band, so we got to we got to put a band on. Yeah, yeah. you got to have a band on as well. But um, <laughs> I think it's. I don't get me wrong. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, I'm sure when the gym's open, like I'll I'll probably want to go back and do some movements and do the things that I've missed. You know, use a barbell, that sort of stuff. But like I said, in terms of progression, I don't want to program that for clients and be like, all right, now you're going to go back to doing these numbers, three sets of four or something, you know, get back to lifting really heavy and get strong. It's like, no, you can do back squats. It's just a case of not trying to kill yourself doing it. I think that first week people are going to want to chase the doms and it's just like, you're going to get that whatever. I'm going to get it now. Like, yeah. Panic about it. And I'm going to go straight in and do front rack reverse lunges. And yeah. <laughs> it's going to be um, absolutely horrendous. I also think there'll be a, a number of people who will actually probably go, actually, can you factor in a few home workouts for me as well as what I'm doing? Like we've discussed that as well, like, you know, what we think, um, what we think people are going to do after this and whether they're going to keep their, you know, their training at home going as well. But, you know, who knows? It's an interesting one. This is, isn't there a COVID training? So it's like more personal advice. Tips on treating calories after a cut. <laughs> um, um, depends on so many things or where you're at, but um if your maintenance is 2400 start we talked about this at the start if you want your maintenance to be 2700 go and move more like you know your your calories are, are changeable like you're not stuck on a certain number of calories but um if after your cut your maintenance is now 2400 there's going to be an, an element of your metabolism that will have adapted so you will be doing less steps you'll be doing less movements and all that sort of stuff um now anyway but also even when you're dieting forgetting covid or whatever even if you were dieting your steps naturally would have reduced your activity levels would naturally have reduced because you just do less of this stuff um so gradually bringing calories up and getting used to higher calories you're going to be able to move that up anyway um but just remember that maintenance calories are changeable like just like i said go out and do more steps do another ten thousand steps each day you probably go up to 2700 easily but it's not it doesn't really matter it's like your output's going up but so is your input it's like why do you want it to be at a certain level so you can eat more food well, if that's the clearly case, yeah I'm, I'm, I'm guessing that's the case he just wants to eat 300 more calories a day more food right so therefore being able to move 300 calories a day more even though you're it's, yeah. we're, not saying, we're, not, we're not saying exercise that's the thing right it's just going to be that's no, you've no, got both sides of the equation to go like just move more, fidget. Just move. You can see, you can see yeah. this happens when we record the show. I, I tend to move around the room a hell of a lot, and I'm probably burning a little bit more because Dan's sitting on his ass. Yeah, basically. But I mean, 
<laughs> yeah, just remember as well that you can gradually, like, let's say you did match your output to your calories at 2,700, you can then gradually reduce that output by like a thousand steps a day for over four weeks. So a thousand one week, a thousand the next, a thousand the next, and then it will gradually kind of find your your calories may just maintain at 2,700. But um, there's there's just so many caveats that it's such a hard question to answer. But um, don't worry about trying to hit a certain number. It's like would you rather be not hungry at 2400 or really hungry at 2700 like you could have both like it doesn't really matter does it surely you just don't want to be hungry so. <laughs> we got one there um gary stevens he's putting in the chat would you still program home workouts it's an interesting one isn't it yeah i think i mean i think i think yeah. i genuinely i genuinely think people now are like are you going to want to rush back to the gym and be in there all the time like obviously you're gonna to have to be tom but i know clients of mine who are sort of saying actually I'm not rushing to go back to a place where germs spread quickly. Like I'm not like, because they still don't want to get ill. Like, yeah, they're allowed back out again, but it might be that they go twice a week and then they can do two more at home that they feel comfortable doing to maintain what they're doing alongside that. And I think, I think certainly for the next 12 months, especially if people have just invested in some equipment at home, yeah, they're yeah. going to want to go, actually, yeah, I can still, do, I can do this on a Saturday morning rather than, rather than driving to my gym. I can just do it at home on a Saturday uh, why would I not want to do that if I can get the same benefit out of it? And as we know from coaching our clients now is that you can get loads of benefits from working out at home. So um, I think it's gonna, you're going to see a trend of people actually sticking to that and doing a hybrid thing, especially for the next, like I said, nine to 12 months potentially um, until there's a vaccine, let's say. I think that's when people are going to maybe feel a lot more comfortable about just going about their everyday life again. Um, I've had a few clients who've, who've said to me, like, I would want home workouts now within what I'm doing. So it's interesting. I think definitely for kind of people who, I mean, I give a, a little bit of stuff when they go away. My ten, my, my clients like travel a fair bit. So it'll be interesting, like going straight in that. That's kind of a home workout stuff, but maybe the mobility and that kind of stuff, the movement quality work, I think has to be there. Um, yeah. My client Sam is going to be the swan. He's going to be the one who goes straight in there on the back, on the back squat or the deadlift with the same numbers he was on previously. And he's going to try his best to do it. I guarantee it now. hundred <laughs> percent. I know Sam. Uh, he's going straight in there, putting all the plates back on and he's going to come away. And he's like, oh, I'm really annoyed. My deadlift wasn't what it was before. <laughs> I know it. I'm waiting for that. That's going to happen. hundred percent. He's going to be queuing for the gym opening and the yeah. first one. He's probably queuing one. already. He's probably queuing already. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be it's gonna be so weird when we go back in though i mean i, I for me to program home workouts will be a weird one because that's kind of it's it's kind of counterintuitive for my business model i'd rather somebody come to see me um paying yeah. for that i don't think pts will be doing i don't think i don't think in-person pts will be doing it as much uh, but i certainly a monthly fee um that kind of yeah. stuff um it's, so, it's an interesting one i'm gonna get clients i'm gonna get clients asking about it definitely so yeah, if 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 I know that, then only they'll be training with me twice a week anyway. It's a way to put in their extra session. I try to get people to do classes um, if they're not seeing me as well, and I just recommend classes. Yeah, that yeah, a group of them. group of people confined to a small space. That's exactly. So that's not going to happen now. <laughs> we were talking about this morning. We we're like hundred percent. Well, I, I was like, I'm kind of happy that like i'm not that i am the not the group x world but there's a there's a lot of crap group x out there and there's a lot of good group x out there but the fact is that all the class numbers then have to decrease which is the yeah. probably the good thing about group x is going to be having a smaller number so there's gonna be better movement quality happening in there so which is cool um yeah so that's that's gonna happen so unfortunately for group x this is not a good thing um at all 
one-to-one PT, it might be okay. I think we can get through this. But Group X is going to take a long time because you're not going to have the numbers that they, you can't physically have enough that many people in a, a supermarket right now. You, you're not going to have a confined little studio that's going to be hot and sweaty. Hot yoga mm, ain't happening. I know for a fact that they crank up all the temperature and stuff so to make yeah. it look like you sweat more. That's not going to be something we're going to jump into. So unfortunately, there might be a little business opportunity that you have to jump on Luke's online uh, coaching blueprint. So you're going to have to start to do hybrid training. So mm. go and do that, mate. All right. We've been going for 50 minutes. And if it- only just caught the end of the show um or didn't realize we're doing it we've got we're gonna it's gonna be timeless as well because we've recorded it as a podcast mine we hopefully recorded a pod, as a podcast i bet it's not working i bet <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it'll be we're, fine we're totally we're totally inept in, in the kind of video signings of this so and obviously this will be available for the next 24 hours um any other business mate no, just make sure you go follow me on Instagram, please. Can't be real nice if you don't already. But yeah, other, other than that, listen, listen to the podcast as well because that's great. Yeah, go go listen to obviously you, you PTC. I've got the podcast with Lukey. Um, you guys have been on it. You, Mike, is your lovely other Jojo wasn't on it. Jojo wasn't on it. No, this one. She was there. She just wasn't on it. Oh, there we go. Oh, that, that's that's me. <laughs> it's, uh, no, 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 not enough, not enough room in next to you and Mike. Mike takes up a lot of room, doesn't he? I mean, so um obviously you can get ramblings from we've been doing we've been going once twice a week for whilst we've been in in quarantine basically on the bunker cast but there's like another 200 episodes that you can crack down to on uh whenever you get your uh, podcast mate um chocolate does not belong in the fridge correct i mean we knew that was going to be on the end of this show <laughs> incorrect Incorrect. In, what did the what did the voting the voting ended up on your one was sixty percent or something it says for in you. The and then on my one it was for me. So obviously we have like 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 minded people follow us. That's what you want, right? I suppose. Which is great. Yeah. I, I, I mean I had to I had to delete that forty percent of people from my Instagram. <laughs> They're all, uh, yeah, you're all blocked, um, essentially from Dan, uh, including me. I've, I have no idea what he's been, I don't know how many eggs he's got left today. So it's I've got no eggs left, mate. It's devastating. No I'm waiting for The shop's coming tomorrow, so it's fine. Uh, we're, we're running dangerously low. We also haven't ordered an Ricardo, so we're, it's, we, I was like, yeah, we'll be fine. We'll actually have to, have to go to wake shows. I feel like we're going to regret that decision. Maybe we just put one in today. I think you will. Yeah. Anyway, it's been a pleasure. Thanks, <laughs> for, uh, thanks for having me. Sorry, mate. Um, thanks for coming on. Obviously, go check out the podcast. And you've got another Luke Johnson will be on tomorrow. Obviously, Captain PTC. Um, I can't remember what he's talking about on the um, go check it out on our feed. Okay. Peace out, bud. Yeah.